0: to Hack Slash, part of the Radio Horror Network. I am your host, Dr. Chris, and joining me tonight for this episode of Hack Slash, issue number eight, we have Alice, the uh, vampy, also known as at Vampy Alley, a staff writer, columnist for Bloody Disgusting, Joe Bob Fanzine, and contributor to Film and Fishnets, uh, back on the show with us to help us with issue eight of Hack Slash. Thank you for coming back on the show with us, Alice.
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: We're gonna jump right into the issue with Hack Slash issue number eight. With Alice has the plot synopsis for us, which is part of the Tub Club, part two and three, two of three. Excuse me.
1: Yes. Um, Cassie and Vlad find themselves at Franco Bell University, where Vlad has been assaulted by a woman with a bass feeder and gets a concussion. Cassie feels guilty about all the time she spent talking with George over Vlad, and we are introduced further into the details about the Tub Club.
0: So credits right in the beginning of the issue, written by Tim Seeley, art by Rebecca Isaacs, colors by Andrew Dollhouse, letters by Crank, designed by Sean K. Dove, and edits by Michael Sullivan. The, the uh, physical copy I have has Cassie with a blonde woman in their bed, and somebody with a bloody handprint is looking through the keyhole. I'm not quite sure who the blonde is. I'm assuming it's the girl who tries to come on to Cassie later on in the issue.
1: Yeah, I think I think so because yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, it depends on if she had, does. She has shorter, long hair. I've only got the omnibus.
0: Oh, okay. She has shoulder length hair. The girl that comes on to Cassie has a ponytail. Uh, it's hard I, to I, tell. I said it's about right. Yeah. The other cover, which I don't have, which I think is the cover to the third omnibus, has Cassie and Vlad standing in a pile of bodies. Those are the two covers yeah. that I know of that are for the <laughs> issue.
1: Yeah, the bodies, that's the
0: one I've got. So the woman who strikes who struck Vlad at the end of the previous issue, um, seems to know Vlad, which is kinda strange. Yes, she
1: does. Um let's see here.
0: No indication in this issue who she is to in relation to Vlad, actually. There's at no point do we get back to it in this issue.
1: Yeah, I, I think that would be the next issue that they really go into that, so...
0: But Vlad yeah. thinks it's possibly his mother who abandoned him, of course. Maybe. Um, Cassie then brings Vlad to the school nurse, and if you listen to our previous episode, we joked that this is Velma all grown up, and now an old lady.
1: Jinkies.
0: I am 100% in agreement with the previous guest of the podcast, the uh, Tomb of Ideas, Uh, those guys said that this has got to be Velma completely grown up Uh, Alexander and Mark of Tomb of Ideas podcast check out their podcast, they cover Marvel horror comics Um, I thought that was hilarious that they think this is Velma and they agreed with me
1: I completely agree there Uh, it's definitely Velma she's she's got the whole feel going on maybe she's got contacts now you know, totally Velma Um,
0: at the back of Chris's desk do you recognize who the uh, toys are?
1: Oh, I have to double check. I I noticed um, oh that was from the previous issue, um. In issue eight. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I was thinking of uh, previous one. Uh, for issue eight, I uh, I didn't notice too much of uh the, the toys.
0: In the back, in were... the back of Chris's computer, we have uh, Invincible from the uh, Robert Kirkman Invincible st- uh, series. Uh, something that appears to be Savage Dragon and Jungle Girl.
1: Okay, yeah, I totally remember seeing the Savage Dragon. Uh, the other ones weren't uh, did, didn't jump out to me too much. Though so the one um, with uh, the the big poster that uh, Chris puts up uh, is that in this issue? No. No, oh, that's the, that was the last the, one, right, isn't it?
0: Stop real quick. Do you have the issue in front of you?
1: Um, I can grab it up and put it in front of me here.
0: Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea.
1: Like I just read it this morning, but I am gonna need a reference, and that will help a lot okay. as we move
0: f- okay, as we move further along uh j G- and uh Vlad have been pounding back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine red bulls, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That is well, a, you gotta stay away. That is a serious amount of Red Bull. Yeah, I guess you do if you have a concussion. Um, Vlad has his typical gray skin. Sometimes he's green, sometimes he's brown, sometimes he is gray. Kathy um, seems to blow off Georgia as uh, letting her know that they can't be involved with each other because she's kind of a freak who hunts down other freaks. Yep. Yeah,
1: that's totally like a blue
0: savage the uh the two girls who meet each other El uh El- I- eliza and Chaz, and uh chas chase chastity 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 meet each other in the shower then the comic book becomes pretty much straight up like lesbian pornographic material with a uh with a blood sacrifice
1: totally like skinamax kind of feeling and then well there's a the blade and she's getting all sliced up there right up the arms.
0: It's probably the uh most erotic story they've had in the comic books up till now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um for, from this up to this point, definitely. It's uh especially like, you know, with the Elizabeth Bathory uh, you know, uh you know, plot line here, That they're uh going with uh, you got to have the the blood and the nudity and all that cuz, you know, how else are you gonna stay young?
0: The uh, Jan, the uh, Cassie is waiting outside for Annabelle and um, uh, Becky. I'm assuming this is Becky. Then shows up to let her in. Um, I notice on the wall in the background the poster for the uh, what, what's the name of that World War II poster with a woman's wearing the uh, handkerchief on her head.
1: Oh, Rosie the Riveter!
0: Yeah, she has the Rosie the Riveter uh, poster on her wall, and they're studying Elizabeth Bathory, and also what looks like possibly a picture of Emily Dickinson in the background as well.
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely uh, from with the hairstyle. Of course, on the door
0: on the door to the girls' room is uh, Breakfast a post a mini poster for Breakfast at Tiffany's.
1: Yep, on the on the front of the door there is that under the um, little uh, whiteboard that she's got there
0: striking the uh the major um I- yeah. vibe of uh independent female feminists uh iconography in a lot of those images.
1: Oh yeah, I mean there's a lot of uh, uh lesbian women who are who very much like Rosie the Riveter and Emily Dickinson and just Catherine Hepburn. It's very very on brand.
0: Have you watched the Emily Dickinson TV series that's on right now starring um uh not Haley Atwell. What's what's her name? She was in Bumblebee. The that that actress that was in Bumblebee.
1: Uh, no, I haven't. I'm not sure though.
0: She's also um, going to be appearing as uh, Kate Bishop in the upcoming Hawkeye television series.
1: Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, uh, Marvel's upcoming Hawkeye TV show, which is going to introduce Kate Bishop, that actress from Bumblebee, and Emily Dickinson is going to play uh, Hawkeye. Uh, sorry, Hawkeye. Kate Bishop. She was also she was also the voice of Spider Gwen in Into the Spider Verse.
1: Oh, that's really cool. All right, okay. Now I got, I got a little bit of an idea there. I, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but I, I totally know who you're talking about.
0: Uh, Becky starts putting the moves on to Cassie as the nurse gets uh, tranked for basically putting her nose in where it doesn't belong. But Cassie starts giving in to the uh, affection, uh, lesbian affections of Becky but realizes that she can't succumb to it because she is still very much into Georgia.
1: Yeah, that's all she's thinking about. She, um, It looks like she's getting really, uh, uh, like, you know, finally just sort of, Letting things go and getting into it, and then Georgia pops into her head, and it's just like, nope, nope, can't do that, nope, because she, I think she's uh, definitely still feeling guilty about, you know, uh, the way that, you know, she had, um, not only, you know, it, it had been ignoring Bob for a while, but also the way that she, um, you know, broke up with Georgia, how she said, you know, like I can't talk to you and all that.
0: Well, she didn't really break up with her. She just, I mean, because they weren't dating. They, as much as they, they agreed to maybe get back together at some point or be together. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it was like a, it was like a friendship breakup. You know, like you'll you'll never understand me, or you know, like you, you won't be able to, and that kind of stuff. We can't talk anymore. You know, it just sort of it, it really read to me like a breakup kind of thing.
0: Yeah, kind of like a long distance relationship that you don't think is going to work out anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. Just like that.
0: And then uh, Cassie sees on her wall what returning favorite slasher character of the Hack Slash series.
1: Um, Miss America
0: from Slice Hard. Yep, the scientist that was capturing right. the uh, the slashers that also had captured Vlad and Cassie in that one shot.
1: Mm-hmm. And last scene, she was in that uh, she was captured by the that organization and uh, well, the government organization and um in uh like a type of uh cryo tank, it looked like and last we saw she was wearing the skin of um this uh this guy the uh
0: and then we away. then we go back to the nurse and she is captured down with the uh the hot the uh, the tub club, and they are going to possibly kill her, sacrifice her? We're not sure, because it's left with the two girls sitting in the hot tub in their underwear and the nurse tied up. Linda, uh, the nurse, Linda Marsh.
1: Uh, it says, uh, chance to bear witness to an ascent into divinity. I really liked that wording at the end.
0: And then at the back of the issue during the, um, since you have the omnibus, the, I have the actual floppies, the real letters hack's talks about where Emily Christie comes from, from the Slice Hard uh, pharmaceutical company, uh, CUTech. Uh, It says, welcome to issue eight letter page. First thing first, anyone confused? If you're new to the book or have a short memory, allow me to give you a quick primer on Emily Christie. Emily made her first appearance in Hack Slash Slice Hard as the well-meaning head of the pharmaceutical company, CUTech, a company dedicated to unveiling the secrets behind the regenerative abilities of slashers. Which uh, will come up again later on as well, uh, because that company, I think, or a company like it, will uh, get heavily involved with the Hack Slash book with the character of the uh, the Pumpkin Man, the the guy that that Cassie falls in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a uh,
1: Minnesota CU Tech, actually. I remember uh, it just that one part stuck out to me because I'm originally from Minnesota.
0: The, uh, also, in the back of these issues, Once Upon a Time, and I actually wrote one into Tim to see if he would publish it, he was writing little, little recommendations for slasher movies, and he wrote one in this issue called uh, For Cherry Falls, which is a 2000 horror movie starring uh, the late Brittany Murphy and uh, Michael Biehn, who best known for playing Kyle Reese in Terminator and Corporal Hicks in Aliens. Have you ever seen Cherry Falls?
1: I have not seen Cherry Falls actually. The only um, movie with falls, uh, Darkness Falls, that one about the Tooth Fairy Killer, but um,
0: completely different the, movies.
1: What's, yeah, what's Cherry
0: Falls about? Cherry Falls. Uh, Tim writes a really solid, entertaining slasher film that somehow ended up being a TV movie. Brittany Murphy and Jay Moore star in one of the mo- one of the best post-screen slasher films, directed by the director of Romper Stomper. In a nice little twist, a slasher starts targeting virgins sending high school kids scrambling to get laid. Though hard to find, it can be rented on DVD and is definitely worth the effort. It's not actually hard to find. Don't forget this issue came out in 2008. This movie is currently available on Scream Factory's website, so if you do want to watch it, you can buy it on the Scream screen Factory, on Blu-ray, with interviews with the cast and crew and a tribute to Brittany Murphy. I had Michael Bean on my radio show, Radio of Horror, and I asked him to talk about the movie, but unfortunately he declined as he had a uh, very... A very strong father-daughter kind of relationship with Brittany Murphy, and her passing made it very difficult for him to talk about that film.
1: Oh, that's, that's too bad.
0: But it's a uh, a great movie. Um, I think it still holds up today. Um, the trans community may or may not share my opinion because the killer himself has a trans identity disorder psycho problem.
1: Yeah, but um. And my, um uh,
0: oh no. He He's words. like Norman Bates, so he, I don't yeah, think he's trans think as much as, as he, movies. yeah, I don't think uh, he's trans as much as he dresses in drag, and that's due to the abuse that was suffered on him by his mother.
1: Yeah, like, like I, I always talk about uh, Psycho um, in that, you know, Norman isn't really trans, it's more of like a, a separate identity kind of thing.
0: Yeah, split personality. So.
1: Yeah, so, um, it's, it's, it's yeah, trans community, not always huge fans of that trope, because it's, it's used, like, almost for, like, 90% of the, the films that uh, trans people are in. It's just, it's always the Norman Bates trope.
0: Right on the cover, by the way, once again, it says, Slated to be a major motion picture from Rogue Pictures. Recently, in a tweet to Tim Seeley, his response to, Hey, whatever happened to that Rogue Pictures movie? How far along did it get? His response... It got pretty far along.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like, I know there were a few times. I want to say like 2012, I think it was first announced, and there was like another time no. like around 2015 no. or 2016. No. 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 Even I, earlier than that?
0: Again, this issue was published in January of 2008. That tagline's been on the cover of almost every issue of the ongoing.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I've only got the omnibus, so I hadn't seen that. I mean, the last I heard about it was they were going to be doing like a TV series kind of thing like a year or two ago.
0: That was the last time Tim heard about it, too.
1: Yeah, so it, it seems to be consistently in development hell, and that's really unfortunate. I know there were a couple stage plays as well that have uh, sort of, you know, thrown together a few storylines here and there, but they've gone to
0: mixed reviews. I got a copy of the script for the stage play. I read it pretty good. I haven't had a chance to see the stage play, but somebody did send me a video of the hack slash burlesque show.
1: Ooh, that'd be great
0: Yeah, so that was kind of interesting But I never got to see the stage play And I still would like to t- attain a copy of the one of the scripts uh, That I know Tim had some involvement with So he's going to be coming back on the show soon For the 15th anniversary special So maybe I'll have to ask him about that
1: Oh, definitely do I'd love to hear it
0: The ads for the issue include uh, CGC grading a Cobra G.I. Joe wall plaque Because don't forget this is Devil's Due Press So they were publishing G.I. Joe at the time uh, download comics for 99 cents wow, what a deal I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's even still active uh, a comic book called Drafted issue 5 it's got a woman hooked up to a bunch of mechanical stuff I didn't read it um, <laughs> and then in the back of the issue we have uh, Spook Larry Hammer versus R.A. Salvat- Salvatore in an epic event military creed characters from the mind of Larry Hama, who, if you're not sure who that is, he created most of what we know about GI Joe, and then classic monsters from the mind of Ari Salvador. Ari Salvador is a longtime uh, fantasy writer who's actually based here in Massachusetts.
1: Yeah, he created the character of Drizzt, dark elf.
0: And before Disney bought Star Wars, he wrote Star Wars: New Jedi Order, Vector Prime, and killed Chewbacca in his first book.
1: I remember that that was too... Like it was, I think it was a moon that, right. that it basically blew up. fell on Chewie.
0: Yep, it blew up.
1: Yeah. Um
0: And wow, wasn't that replaced by the death of Han Solo in the first Disney Star Wars movie? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Uh, also, okay, so I have to definitely put out this ad. Halloween has come early this year. Halloween Night Dance, the miniseries, issue one, with five covers all written by... Uh, it was a four-issue miniseries... It wasn't set in any particular Halloween universe, uh, but it was written by Tim Seeley.
1: Oh, that's really cool! I didn't know he did a Halloween book.
0: Yeah, you can. I I've seen the trade paperback uh, go for its regular price online. I've seen the individual issues go for the regular price, but it's the other series in the Halloween Devils Do Press series that have uh, gone up high in value. Uh, There was a 30th anniversary Halloween uh, issue, and then there was two issues of three of the many deaths of Laurie Strode uh, bridging the gap between Halloween 2 and Halloween H20. And then they were going to do a uh, Curse of Thorn miniseries, which was supposed to be around about Halloweens 4, 5, and 6. But unfortunately, Devil's Due Press started having financial problems, and they weren't able to complete the miniseries.
1: That's so unfortunate, because I've always been a fan of the Curse of Thorne plotline for Halloween.
0: I was not, especially when they revealed that Michael Myers had sex with his niece. Gross.
1: Yeah, that, the the producer's cut in Halloween 6 in general is just a mess.
0: The only good thing about Halloween 6, it gave the world Paul Rudd. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it took me forever to call him Paul Rudd, because in the credits for Halloween 6, they call him Paul Steven Rudd. So like I would hear people say Paul Rudd I'm like who and then I'd be like oh yeah Paul Steven Rudd that's who you're talking about right
0: Right and then of course that came out like about a month or two before Clueless which is uh, a lot of people confuse that to be his first movie I was like no nope, Halloween actually uh that he they made that first and um Yeah Now his next big role is going to be in uh, Ghostbusters 3 Yeah
1: after after life Afterlife, Afterlife yes think, the yeah, real those, uh, Ghostbusters 3 Yeah the uh, yeah you know the the not alternate universe Ghostbusters right um I'm definitely really interested in that because like Ghostbusters was pretty big for me growing up and I, I'm really excited to see you know the Ecto one back and I saw a picture of Paul Rudd holding the like the trap and all
0: right so, um, right on the and back, Ben Wolfhard from uh,
1: Stranger Things too
0: on the back Stranger cover Man. of the issue uh it says Hash is what Buffy might have been if it had been created by Wes Craven and Rob Zombie instead of Joss Whedon. I kind of 100% believe that. They've also used yeah. this quote before, but totally. I always love reading it. And then the back cover has Cassie and uh, Cassie and Georgia inter- intertwined with each other almost in a Loving Embrace 69. <laughs> Th- they are. They're pretty much, I mean, Cassie is lying on Georgia's uh, thigh and butt, and then Georgia's lying on Cassie's thigh and butt, and they're both wearing opposite color Cassie is very pale because she's a goth chick and she's wearing black underwear Georgia is African-American and so black and wearing white underwear so I love the con and they're, they're sitting on top of a yin-yang symbol
1: yeah a nice little contrast to who they are and you know just everything all, all sorts of nice things there it sounds great yeah it's like in the omnibus it just goes like you get like the you know uh Uh, you know a cover page which is very different usually from you know the the ones from like the trade paperback or the individual issue and then it just goes through the entire arc and then you get another you know cover page so i don't have any of like the back back pages or anything
0: well that's pretty much all the notes i have for this issue of hack slash issue number eight Tub club part two of three
1: Yeah, um, we got pretty much everything else. Uh, Do you, uh, uh, do you know uh, a lot about uh, Elizabeth Bathory?
0: We went over that. much about it. Yeah, we went over that in the last episode.
1: Okay, good. I, uh, I unfortunately haven't gotten to it just yet. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay, cool. I'm always waiting for the next Hollywood movie to come out about Elizabeth Bathory because they keep making enough about him about Dracula. So why not Elizabeth Bathory?
1: Right, you know, like that. Like that'd be such a like. Of like a really great visually you know um film you know because you'd have you know you know you'd have some really great like castle and you know gothic aesthetic stuff lots of you know lots of blood so you could have some nice you know contrasts and like you know maybe elizabeth trying to hide from the police her paying the police off you know like there's so much they could do with that because you know we've seen a billion versions of dracula Let's right, say, or maybe you know, or
0: maybe a Carmilla—that'd be nice too. Uh, don't forget, you can find Goth Girl Horror on at Goth Girl Horror on Twitter, and you can find us on www.radiohorror.com com for all of the previous episodes, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Why don't you give away your social media, Alice?
1: Yeah, I'm a tw- I'm on Twitter at Vamp Alley V A M P A L Y. And uh, that's pretty much it. Got a website coming in the near future, um, which would be yourhorrortran.com. But at the moment, the domain just points you right back at my Twitter.
0: And come back in one week. And sorry, come back in two weeks for Tub Club Part Three of Three here on Goth Girl Horror. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for having me. Kathy, Kathy, who are you gonna talk let the villains know that she's looking for
1: a fight ah, ah, Smash him with your bad, these murderous monsters
0: don't stand a chance when you ah, ah, Smash him with your bad, these murderous monsters don't stand